Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. We're listening to this week's episode of Shelf Logic. I'm Melissa. And I'm Melissa. Hey, we got our mics to work this time. Yahoo! There's been some technical difficulties that you don't need to know about, nor do you care, but we are online now, and today's topic is going to be true crime because dun, dun, dun. melissa and i are not crazy and we do love true crime i do love true crime but then again what girl doesn't stay up till like 3 a.m watching true crime true crime listening to true crime podcasts mm-hmm. watching tv shows yep. about true crimes yeah my boyfriend always makes fun of me because he's like you hate horror movies yet you will sit there and watch an entire documentary about her face was cut off her arms were cut off her feet were cut off and i was like yeah because it's interesting well it's interesting plus it you know teaches you survival skills oh definitely yeah like, i mean stay away from good-looking men who have vans mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the tall good-looking ones who will sweet talk you in an airport yeah don't you know don't ever approach somebody who looks like they need help mm-hmm. he's probably just lying so he can beat you over the head and then wear your skin oh I mean, it's just just your becoming knowledge. Yeah, you know, if he looks like Jeffrey Dahmer and eats hearts, he's probably Jeffrey Dahmer. Probably. Probably, Probably. yeah. I was just watching this uh, very interesting documentary slash HBO special now on HBO Max um, called The Staircase, where uh, this woman, she was an executive for Nortel Networks, and for those of us who know what Nortel Networks is, you know that this is very dated. Um, it was a telecommunications company, like in the early 2000s. Oh, okay. It was a Canadian company, and they kind of went downhill, I want to say, in the mid-2000s. But anyways, the only reason I know is because, you know. So much information. So much information in this head. I don't even know, okay? I'm sorry. Some things have to fall out to make room for Nortel. E- eventually. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you missing up there that is taking the space where Nortel is? <laughs> Information about Nortel. Oh, Nortel, not wait. Sorry, a, mom's birthday. <laughs> a communications I company. To get rid of you so I could keep Nortel in that, there. That doesn't exist anymore. I'm pretty sure like Cox bought them out or, or something like that. Anyways, um, <laughs> CenturyLink. Anyways, she was an executive for them, and the. I, I guess what they, the police thought was, like, the husband had pushed her down the stairs, and mm-hmm. she died. Um, but, interestingly enough, he had done this before in Germany. Pushed her down the stairs? Or no. Or pushed a different he, wife down the stairs? Different woman, their neighbor, also mysteriously fell down the stairs and died. And they rolled in an accident. Did he go to jail for this? The Germany one? No, but he did adopt the woman's kids and took them to America. No, but the, the Nortel lady... Did he oh go to yeah, jail for her? he did go to jail for her. Okay. Yeah, okay. her name was Kathleen Peterson. Okay, I'm just I'm just double checking because I don't. I I think he got out now. Uh oh, you know, uh, Ivana Trump just died. Just died from falling down the stairs. I you know I did hear that. Maybe someone should look up his whereabouts on that day. Just saying. Oh gosh. Yeah. possible it's it's yeah it's just it was a, like a crazy story and so hbo picked it up and made um a mini series out of it and that was very interesting because if you watch the documentary colin firth is he the uh he's the mm-hmm. british guy right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he does a very good job imitating the dad 
the, oh. the dad slash husband. Hmm. Yeah. So okay. it, it was very interesting. I did like it. It was good. I, I like do that it. while I crochet now. Oh, my gosh. It's like just typical oh woman gosh, stuff. Uh, Knitting and yeah. true crime. Yeah. I'm making a blankie. So that you can wrap yourself up while you're watching true crime documentaries? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about some uh, true crime books that we've read? Sure. You want to kick us off with that one? Sure. I will kick you off with um, a one that I read a few years ago, recently came to television. It's called Under the Banner of Heaven. I literally just finished that. Uh, that book? No, not the, TV the book. Show? The TV show. I have the book on hold. It's taking me a, a minute to get it. Yeah, it was like it was just sitting on the shelves for so long. And then all of a sudden it became a television show again. And people are like, oh, I better read this. Even though it literally sat on the shelf for a couple of years. So um, I read it a few years ago when I went through a little FLDS phase in my life where I was reading everything I can about Warren Jeffs. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you had an FLDS No, like not in my personal life. Oh, in your reading history. But in my reading history. Got you. I think that maybe there was something in the news or whatever that sparked it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to find out everything I can about this. And so that was one that I read. It was really, it was really good. I liked that it gave you a little bit of historical information plus true crime and it was a good one i liked it yeah and from the show's perspective i like how you know they they give you a little bit of background um so for those of you who don't know um flds is the fundamentalist uh, mormon religion latter-day saints is it latter-day saints yeah fundamentalist fundamentalist latter-day saints yeah yeah. I think so. Okay. So um, they are the ones that, you know, have the multiple lives thing, and um, the, it's separate from traditional LDS. Yeah. And so then their leader, leader yeah. Warren Jeffs, ended up going to jail mm-hmm. for marrying underage girls and multiple of them and multiple them mostly because they were underage yeah i think so did some pretty awful stuff which is why it falls into the true crime yeah because it was truly a crime truly a crime (laughs) i mean truly truly a crime so it was it was very interesting to see how you know people who grew up in an lds church how it it differy and why can't i talk today because it's the end of the day almost. It it's the how end of the week. How it's different from the FLDS and LDS. How those two are different, basically. Yeah. 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 What about you? What's one of your favorite true crimes? Um, books, so not actual crimes uh, that you've committed. True crime books. Is sleeping in late a crime? Because that's my, my oh, favorite crime. That's I commit that crime almost on a daily or basis. Or eating like an entire cheesecake or ice cream by myself. That, that I can do Is that a well. crime? I don't know. Take I'm asking you. Take me to you. jail. No, it's not. <laughs> Go ahead, take officer. Me in, take I me ate in. the entire cheesecake. Um, no. The one that I had read recently was called Stranger Beside Me. It is an Anne Roll book. She was... It's not a J.D. Robb book. Oh, threw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. How, how disappointing. Um, Anne Rule 
used to date Ted Bundy, I think, or I, I'm pretty sure she used to date him. Anyway, she wrote a new book that I'm interested in reading. It's Fatal Friends, Deadly Neighbors. Mm. So, again, about Ted Bundy and uh, all, all that good jazz. I think it's so fascinating, but it keeps happening, like, how women are just, like, in awe of serial killers or, or murderers themselves because I think it happened with, oh, what? who are the brothers that killed their parents for money? Uh, Mendez? Mendez brothers. Well, there's, like, a huge following for them, too, because people thought they, that they were cute – and then there was a huge following for Ted Bundy because people thought Ted Bundy was cute. And I'm like, <sighs> you know the red flags? Sometimes you just don't want to see them. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Um, but uh, what's so funny about that is that, like, there's these followings of these people that are, like, serial killers. Ted Bundy killed multiple women, like, yet women are just like, I think he's just so I cute. don't think he did it. He didn't do it. Oh, of course he did. Um, hmm. That's just a little cuckoo. But there is another, it's not a true crime book. It's a fiction book. It's called, I think it's called Dark Places hmm. by Jillian Flynn. Same oh, person I love who her. wrote Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. And the story revolves around like a group of, like a group of people who believe the innocence of some person and have, you know, like a podcast and write books about them and discussion forums. So, hmm. so the, yes, there are people like that. There's also people who, who, you know, want to just become pen pals with people in jail. That, to me, sounds like the start of a true crime novel. Just saying. Yeah, I'm, I mean, they, they have to go somewhere, right? So potentially you're giving a serial killer your address? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when he gets out, it's not going to be hard for him to mm-hmm. find you. Yeah. yeah. You should just give him a P.O. box. Well, yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um, let's see. Another one that I read. Another one that I read, probably the original true crime book, Helter Skelter, which is Ooh. about the Manson murders. Um, Charles Aww, Manson. That's so sad. Um, that was probably, I don't know. Five, six years ago I read it, so it's been a while. Mm-hmm. But I think it's probably one of the first ones. But I think the one that really kicked off the current true crime obsession is I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Yes! By uh, Michelle McNamara. McNamara? McNamara. The, uh, the, the deceased wife of Patton Oswalt. I love Patton Oswalt. That's what I was just about to say. I love King of Queens. I, ro- I watch it all the time. He, he's the narrator for the Goldbergs. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's his voice. Yeah, so um, that one is about the Golden State Killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually dun, dun, dun. read that for a book club a few years ago. As did I. And it was really good. It was a, it was a very interesting book. Mm-hmm. I think it actually got turned into a movie or a television it show. Was, um, Today? Like a miniseries documentary mini-series? on HBO on Max HBO? when it first came out. Okay. Um, yeah, so this one is about the history of the Golden State Killer who terrorized all up and down California mm-hmm. in the 70s. It was it was the 70s into the 80s. 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And he was known for just like coming in and tying people up and then. Yeah, and doing like Like putting things. like like dishes on their back and so he would know if they moved if they moved yeah, yeah. 
Um, so it was it was spooky for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably one of the first true crime novels I read as a adult. Ironically, um, I was just telling my potential mother-in-law about this, um, and she lives in California. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good way to get in good. Yeah, I know, <laughs> um, <laughs> considering that was the first time I met her. I know all about the serial killers. <laughs> well, I was telling her something, and then I was like, oh, yeah, and then this book that I really liked was I'll Be Gone in the Dark about the Golden State Killer, and she goes, what is that? And I was like, um, the cop. Because he was a police officer, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just in a different city, and like he went around and did all these vile things to to women and and their husbands if their husbands were home. And she's like, "Huh, I've never heard of that." And I was like, "You live in California. <laughs> you should read it. It'll it'll really help you sleep at it'll, night." Definitely. She lives. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Does yeah. she live along a ditch too, just off the freeway? Because that was the other part of it. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was that. Oh gosh. Yeah. It was just so weird. And, like, they only found out who he was because of DNA testing mm-hmm. or, like, those 23andMe tests or something Yeah, like I think it was a 23andMe test. I, I don't even think he did it. I just think, like, one of his, like, offsprings did it. Mm-hmm. And it connected back to him. Yep. That's, yeah, that's that's basically it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It, DNA. It's science. It, it was the craziest thing to read. Yeah. It, w- it was spooky. Like, just... When she wrote this book, she did a really good job of making you feel like you were there in the moment, Mm -hmm. even though it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. 30, 40 years ago. And, yeah, and it's so creepy because, like, cops had actually spoken to him. Like, they would see him walking down the street just after a call, and they would stop and talk to him. And he's like, no, man, I don't know what you're talking about, and just kept walking. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there were so many chances that he could have got caught, and he was just, I don't know. I don't know what kind of weird luck thing that he was running into, but he just didn't get caught until... I just can't even imagine, like, just, like, potentially killing someone or at least harming someone and then just, like, walking down the street like nothing happened. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm just out for a walk at 2 in the morning. I mean, that... Yeah. It, it takes, um... I guess a, it... <laughs> a serial killer type of mind to do that. Say, it takes a special mind to... To not realize. To orchestrate that. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, another one that I just read that I really liked, um, it's not necessarily a serial killer kind of book, but it's called She Kills Me by Jennifer Wright. We have it through Overdrive. Um, and it's about all the women who have murdered since the beginning of time, basically. You have, you know, this woman, hold on, (laughs) let me flip to my notes so I make sure I get this right. Hold please. Okay. Um, yes. So it talks about, you know, uh, Jolly Jane, uh, who was alive between 1854 and 1938. Um, she went around and she killed people for money, I believe. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She killed her adopted sister's husband. For money? Yeah. She had a reason. She just didn't do it for fun. Yeah. And then they realized that she was killing multiple people. Um, There was the... uh, Was Jolly really her name, or is that the nickname that they gave her? That is the nickname they gave her. And actually, so she was orphaned after her mom died of tuberculosis, and the dad was, like, depressed. She was adopted by the Tobin family, who gave her the name Jane. She became a nurse in 1887. 
uh, formed close relationships with patients and gave them small overdoses of meds to keep them longer in the hospital. She just wanted some friends. She OD'd the patients she disliked with morphine, (laughs) married her adopted sister's husband after she killed her adopted sister. That's what it was. Oh, my. Uh, Her efforts were discovered after she murdered an entire family in 1901, and the the remaining family had an autopsy done and found um, that she, that the whole family was poisoned. And she pleaded not guilty for insanity and lived out her days in an institution until her death. So, like, it has a lot of interesting things like that. Um, Let's see. And even famous cases like Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden had an axe, gave gave her her mother mother 50 wax. wax. Something something gave her father father 40 more. more, Something like that. Um, but yeah, but it even like goes back and it had it split up between like different ways that people killed. So you had the poisoners and um, the vicious murderers and, you know, things like that. And it's very uh, interesting and weird. There is one lady, her name was uh, Christina Edmonds. She was alive between 1828 and 1907. She was dubbed the chocolate cream killer. She developed a crush on her doctor. And she tried to poison his wife and covered it up by blaming the local chocolate shop. She would poison the chocolates, and it accidentally killed a child. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, like, crazy. I, um... You said that's on Hoopla? Uh, it's on Overdrive. Overdrive, okay. As Melissa grabs her phone and starts uh, starts looking for it. I'm gonna be downloading that ASAP. It's so good. Uh, Mary... The first Mary of England... Bloody Mary, why she's Bloody Mary. Um, There was a queen of Madagascar in here. Um, Let's see, what other ones? There were like so many good ones. Uh, Virginia Hall, who- um, What'd she do? Virginia Hall? Yeah. She, um, there's actually a movie about her. She was a World War II spy, actually. Okay. So it kind of talks about her, and, like, she had a wooden leg. Cool. And she still went around and, and, like, secretly killed a bunch of, like, heads of state and, you know, wiggled her way through France and a couple other things. So, yeah, it was just very interesting to see all the ways that women have killed, um, whether it be random people or, you know, uh Husbands. There, there was one lady. I can't find her now, but she, um, <laughs> it was Marie LaForge. Her husband claimed wealth, but uh, really lived with his mom and brats. So she poisoned him with arsenic, nursed him to his death against the family wishes, and then, um, like, widowed and then married some other guy for money. And, yeah, it was just, it's, it's very, uh, very interesting. That reminds me of that show that's on some channel called Why Women Murder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Delphine LaLaurie. Mm, that's she, a nice name. Yeah, she was in New Orleans. She tortured slaves. She had a cook who was chained to a stove for eight years. Oh. And the cook uh, tried to burn down the house. The slaves were starved to death. And um, now she's part of her house, or the land that the house is on, is part of 
ghost stories that are told in Louisiana. Okay, she's sounds awful. Some of these are really awful, that but some of these awful. are like your husband just sounded mean. <laughs> not to uh, not to give you any grace or anything, but I don't know. There was um, one lady who uh, was a highway robber, like in colonial times. I'm not really sure that they called them highway did, robbers. I was going to say, then. did they have highways? No, just walkways, large horse walkways. Ways? Horse and carriage ways. Horsepower ways. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyways, um, enough about that. I have a couple books that are a little bit more recent. Uh, one of them does fall in true crime. The other one falls um, in it. Social, social science is terror, but there is a crime involved. Um, the first one is called Columbine. Oh, yeah. Which is a big, it's a huge, thick book, mm-hmm. and it details the events leading up to per the the actual incident and then summarizing, not summarizing, but wrapping up what happens at Columbine High School. Is it so thick because of all the evidence they had, or? Well, because there's a lot of, like, testimonials in there, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of, like, articles, you know, that were ran in newspapers, and it was a really, it's, it's a good book, like, I mean, you know, not to get into anything, but, you know, there's a lot of school shootings and shootings now, mm-hmm. and I think that, for me, Columbine was one of the first ones that I remember ever yeah. hearing about. Um, well, especially because it ties so closely to recent events, like you were saying. Yeah, so um, I it, it is a more recent book, probably just in the last, like, two or three years did yeah. it come out. Um, it's a pretty, it's a good one. It, you know, if... The events surrounding Columbine and, um, you know, information talking to parents and teachers and news reporters, it's pretty emotional. Yeah. And then the other one, like I said, that falls in social sciences terror is called The Only Plane in the Sky, which is about Mm 9-11. And it gives you a really good um, overview and goes through multiple agencies in multiple uh, points of view in recounts of the day the day of 9-11 and the events. Um, talks about this one guy who, you know, left Earth like September 1st, I believe. And so he's up in like the mm-hmm. space station and he's checking in and they're like, yeah, we're not having a good day down here on Earth. And he can like fly across the country and see the events as you know they just happen and then all of a sudden he talks about how he noticed that there is no more like of those jet tails in the sky because all the planes were grounded and mm-hmm. how eerie it was to be and all he could just see the smoke coming mm-hmm. from a little what was manhattan, manhattan but he yeah. couldn't even see it anymore couldn't even see it so um it was a really really good one very emotional Lots and lots of different people were interviewed and gave their recounts. And, you know, there were so many things at play that day from the Mm -hmm. Pentagon and that plane in Pennsylvania that went down Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it talks to all those family members, all those people on the ground, first responders, news people, stuff like that. So, Um, Did you read the book or did you do the audio book? No, I read the book. So if you do the audiobook, they have, because um, I know that they have the transcripts for it, but they actually play um, 
the call that the flight attendant had. Oh, so like the you actual can, trans, yep. like the actual calls. Yeah, so you actually hear their voices, and it is disturbing and frightening and, like, just kind of – it. it just shakes you to your bones yeah because you can't you because th- those are in there and you do read them mm-hmm. but i guess yeah listening it's different to, to hear would it be amazing mm-hmm. not yeah. amazing in a good way but 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 just I, I don't know closer to to the to the evidence i yeah. guess would, would be a good yeah, way to i put mean it. It, i mean it's it's crime related mm-hmm. you know that was a crime um yeah it doesn't fall in true crime so yeah and because it was terrorist that's why it's it's listed underneath our social science terror but it was it's one that i always think about when i am thinking of crime and true crime books and that kind of thing so um definitely an emotional one a little bit different than you know delphine lafleur who poisoned people a little little different no she she's the one that handcuffed her oh that's the sleep lady yeah that was just yeah yeah that was that was bad let's get rid of that yep all right so uh my next book is called death on ocean boulevard it's by caitlin rother so it's about this woman um her name was rebecca she was found dead in coronado california which is like a nice ritzy ish part of california Mm -hmm. um and it's a it's a relatively well-known story so um, they got a 911 call. They went out and they found her hanging naked by a rope. Mm. Mm-hmm. And on the bedroom door, someone had written, "She saved him. Can you save her?" in black paint. Um, and it was ruled a suicide. But then there was like so many bizarre details that came up about the boyfriend and their relationship and her family and and whatnot. And so it kind of like details all the stuff that kind of happened with that. And it was just like really like when you're done with it you're like what did i just read but also it sparks a lot of good questions i think so. i've listened to a podcast about that story mm-hmm. yeah it, it was a it was a well-known story because it was just so stinking bizarre yeah i think i listened to a podcast about that i can't remember what it was called it was like maybe some it, i know it was a true crime podcast that like they cover different mm-hmm. true crime stories every week and maybe it had like a two or three parter i can't remember yeah um, also in crime is one of my favorite television shows that started out as a book, Orange is the New Black. Ah, is this mm-hmm. underneath your crime? Mm-hmm. Uh, it says crime is what I wrote down, so. Possibly. Possibly. Um, so yeah, so Orange is the New Black, which, you know, retells one year's, one lady's year in a woman's prison mm-hmm. for a crime that had happened many years before she thought it was behind her and she thought it was behind her and that she had to go to jail for it for a year yeah same jail that uh martha stewart was in oh really same jail that uh that real housewife from new jersey did, was in it. did a uh, side note did you see that martha stewart now has a wine from 19 crimes yes it's very ironic my mom said that's her favorite wine she said I have to go to the store tomorrow. And I said, oh, yeah? What do you get? And she said, I'm going to get that Martha Stewart wine. But it's from 19 Crimes. It just made me laugh so and hard. I said, what? She goes, yeah, Martha Stewart has a wine. I'm going to drink it. Mm-hmm. Just because it has Martha Stewart on mm-hmm. it. And I laughed because it's from 19 Crimes, and she's a convicted felon. Yeah. So. It's funny, funny times. So, 
Uh, yeah, so Orange is the New Black. Um, the book, you know, I think that the book is good. Obviously, the television show goes on for several seasons. Mm-hmm. takes a lot more different turns turns and liberties with the initial story which you know it is what it is it's television it's television um but the book was really good it was a lot less dramatic than the television show Um, still i would imagine a learning experience for her i would assume so and also true crime but also not maybe poisoning people or lizzie borden so (laughs) you know light true crime lizzie borden had enough um, um, or or true crime it? light. True crime light. Um, my last book that I'm going to talk about is called "The Best True Crime Stories: Tales of Passion, Obsession, and Revenge." Ooh. Um, so this one I like because it's a variety of different stories. So you're not like beating the dead horse, right? Um, so you're talking about different um different crimes from different backgrounds and it's very interesting you have you know your serial killers your hate crimes um obsession tragedies things like that and so it it was just very interesting i also like that it was um different authors that had written about each story um because it kind of gives you it's Kind of like a smorgasbord type like of that. type of true like short crime. stories. Yes, short stories. Short stories. Of, uh, true crime, and it's not like you know. Well, so if you get a couple sentences into it and you're like, mm, "This doesn't interest me," <laughs> I don't you don't have to I find like a whole one. new book. You can just go to the next <laughs> chapter. How about chapter six instead? Yeah, I think that that's that's pretty good. Yeah, so. especially for my attention span, I can't. Yeah, if you have a short attention span and. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you just want to read a little bit of true crime to help you sleep. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. Sometimes true crime is very detailed and very gory, and I just, mm, I didn't need to know that. Well, it gives you, like, you can read it and then go to sleep and not lay in bed and wonder, like, what happened. And <laughs> Did then, I lock my front door? Exactly, and be like, Did oh, I, I have to get up door? and finish another chapter because mm-hmm. I don't know what happens. Mm-hmm. You read a short story, it's all wrapped up in a couple pages, and you're done. Yep. And go to sleep. Yep. Next day, read another death story yeah i do like that i would probably say true crime is probably my favorite nonfiction genre if i had to that or self-help which i guess those kind of go hand in hand like maybe if the serial killers checked out a self-help book they wouldn't be serial killers but you never know <laughs> maybe i don't i don't know it's kind of a stretch i mean Okay, yeah, it is kind of a stretch, but yeah. still. If you, if you just had this self-help book, you wouldn't want to murder people. It's cool. If you just read this book, you wouldn't want to eat flesh anymore. <laughs> if only you did yoga. <laughs> Have you tried goat yoga? <laughs> Maybe it takes that heart-wanting craving away. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, oh, no more flesh eating for me. I did goat yoga this morning. <laughs> On you a know, new path now. <laughs> you want to know what, honey? I'm not going to cut your foot off. You know why? I had some real relaxing goat yoga today. Hmm. But the other foot <laughs> is going. <laughs> so sorry, mom. No more 40 wax for you. <laughs> but dad. But dad, I only went to yoga once. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so dumb. But yeah, I mean, like. There is so much in true crime going from, you know, gory bloodiness, cannibalism to, you know, like hate crimes, which is still true crime. Or you have Only Plane in the Sky, which Columbine. is Columbine. I mean, there 
there's so much material out there and like we said in the beginning of the podcast it's kind of like a woman's self-defense guide like it can be hmm, for sure. maybe i should start locking my doors at night yeah lock your doors <laughs> Lock when you your get doors. in your car, lock your doors. Lock your doors. Have pepper spray on you. Yes, exactly. Um, know what to do, um, who to call, you Go know. Pick up tell people, people where you on are. The side of the road. Yes, that's the big thing. Tell, tell someone where mm-hmm. you are. Um, don't climb into windowless fans. Who did that? Was that it one Jeffrey, of them? Ted, Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer? No, Ted, Ted Bundy had the little yellow bug. Okay, so then Jeffrey so Dahmer probably used Dahmer. to pretend like he had like a broken arm and he couldn't lift things and put them into the back of his car. Sounds like a Dahmer thing. And then he would get people to come over and help him. And then once they came over and helped him, he would. See, that's the other thing them. that's just so disturbing. Like you try to be a nice you person, try you to try to nice. help someone else, exactly. and you get your organs eaten. Yeah, so it. don't help people. <laughs> That's what Melissa learned. <laughs> Just don't help anyone. <laughs> reinforcing that. I shouldn't really help people. If you see someone struggling on the side of the street, just keep on going. It's like, oh, so sorry. It, it's I like, don't want to um, die. What, where was it? I was in um, California, and I was driving back, and I guess I drove by the state prison or something, and it was like, do not pick up hitchhikers for the next X amount of miles. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> oh, did you pick up? No, I didn't pick oh, up the I hitchhiker. Was like, were you like, oh no, I made a huge mistake? As I slow turned to the back of my car. No, <laughs> you're not gonna kill me, are you? <laughs> just, just checking. That sign doesn't mean anything, right? That doesn't reply to you, mm, right? No, no. Your car broke down. <laughs> I saw you with a car. That wasn't your car. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but when you see signs like that, and you're like, hmm. You know that the sign is there for a specific reason, but do you want to know why that sign is there? Like, you know, signs only get created because there was an incident that happened, right? That's true. Yeah. So, like, you know, don't hit others. Probably because some kid on, in the other classroom came over and, and whacked you or hit something. somebody else. So <laughs> that's why there are signs, because something happened, and we have to tell people not to do that. Yeah. Don't but, eat this Tide Pod. Uh, See? Signs are created because people did things. Child locks are added. Child locks are added. Safety seals, all that good because jazz. Because people thought it would be cool. Yeah. Um, Have so. you ever seen um, BuzzFeed Unsolved? Best feet? BuzzFeed. Oh, no. But like the like the website. I thought you said Best Feet Unsolved, and I was best like, no. Best Feet Unsolved? No. no. Bu- BuzzFeed? I'm yes. I'm pretty sure that's OnlyFans is what you're talking about. Oh. Hmm. Unsolved. Hmm. <laughs> BuzzFeed Unsolved had um, an episode, and they do a lot of true crime stuff, too. It's on Hulu. Um, And they had one about the Tylenol poisonings that were happening. I think it was in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, which is why they have the um, safety seals on medications and Advils now. So that's just what it reminded me of. People were poisoning Advil? Some particular individual was, I believe so. Yeah, I don't think they ever caught him. Just like one person one time. Mm-hmm. poisoned some candy and now for the rest of your life for Halloween you have to t- check every piece of mm-hmm. candy oh, to make yeah. sure that someone hasn't put in a razor blade in it. Yep. One person just ruins it for yep. everyone. I remember that. I remember sticking my hand into the Halloween bucket and my dad was like, don't you dare try to eat a piece of candy till we get you home and I checked that thoroughly and I was like, what? Through it. And like my dad would come home and he'd be like, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. And my sister would be like, but candy. But candy. But, well, uh, well. I... I just 
walked three miles for candy. I want the Twix bar. Yeah, but no, as your parents, they're like, no, we have to check this out. I know. And then you're like, oh, man. Okay. Fine. Fine. I will wait impatiently and ask for another piece of candy. I will just take the bag of pennies out of here and bag of pennies you got bags of pennies because doesn't everyone get like go to that one house that gives out bags of pennies like five pennies in a bag no i've never heard of that okay well there was the house that gave out toothpaste oh yeah but bags of pennies no we used to get those sometimes too that is the most random random thing i've ever heard i know well what bags of pennies is it the 50s you could go buy a piece of gum or something or what, what is five pennies gonna get you i don't know i five wishes in a wishing well <laughs> i don't I, where's a wishing well <laughs> i i wish for real chocolate <laughs> <laughs> i wish that this had been candy um i would even take a toothbrush at this point exactly it's useful maybe maybe a slap bracelet or two. Oh, slap bracelets <laughs> i miss those yeah well yeah i know i know anyways that's uh that's basically what i have for true crime that's all I have. Well, hopefully we didn't creep you out too much, but, you know, if we did, you know. If we did, just listen to the whole podcast, and we, we really bring it back around with the candy talk. Yeah. Um, speaking of, I kind of want chocolate cake now. Oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah, ice cream? Okay, great. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.